Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I'm Sean Caliber. This is Thomas Edge. And Sword, give me Mason! And we played... Soul Blade for the PlayStation 1. A.K.A. Soul Edge in Japan, which is a much better name. It is a much better it name. It is. It really is. In fact, I totally forgot it was called Soul Blade in Same. America. I thought it actually was vice versa. I thought they changed it to Soul Edge when they brought it over, and I thought it was Soul Blade in Japan. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I, I think both are better than Soul Caliber. But that's the name of the sword. Well, well, soul, well, soul, soul edge. That's why I think it's better. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Soul edge is the sword. The see, sword. I mean, if you're if you're talking to somebody who knows pretty much nothing about this franchise, <clears throat> like me, then yeah, the uh, soul edge sounds better than soul caliber. Mason, get on this franchise. This franchise rocks. The soul caliber is great. I really like soul. Uh, you know, we many times play a bad game, and there are a lot of things about this game uh, that we'll get into that are maybe haven't aged well. But uh, this franchise rocks. This game rocks overall. Uh, and it's setting the groundwork for what would be the Soul Calibur franchise, uh, which people can debate what's the best in, in the franchise. My personal choice is Soul Calibur 2, but... Uh, it's obviously uh, Soul Calibur 3 with, n- with uh, no guest characters, but the first time you got create a character. Create a character, also... Arguably the best balance of all the games. Like, Soul Calibur 3 was the competitive type one in a lot of ways. Um, then 4 was like, what if we didn't do balance? And then 5 was like, what if we had absolutely no balance? And 5 was like, what if we had no balance and a shit story? And yeah. only a first player mode, right? Because you couldn't do... It was that the one that there was no two player, right? 5, yeah, because I think 5 was only online. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that, that was, like, that was two, really bad. Where there was... Okay, look, I know local co-op's dying, but local co-op in a fighting game is fucking vital. You have to have it. And, like... Yeah. It's... I mean, mean, like, I... Even... Even Dragon Ball Xenoverse has local play. And that's barely a fighting game. And that's barely a fighting game. So I'm telling you, local play has to be a center of your fighting game. It's like... It's like not putting uh, local play in in a Mario Kart game. Yeah. Why would you do that? Or like Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you do that? It's an important part of it. Any arcade-style game, whether it be fighting game, racing game, or whatever, needs local co-op. Exactly. Because that is the arcade experience, and that's what makes it a lot of fun. You can have online mode, obviously, Mm -hmm. but also, like, there's just such an experience with local co-op with arcade-style games. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of an arcade style game, this game is very much arcade. It was it developed much as is. an arcade game. In fact, uh, I'll read here from it. It was a fighting game developed by the Namco team Project Soul and published by Namco as the first installment in the Soul Calibur series. Obviously, at the time, they didn't know they were going to be making a series. They were releasing an arcade game, December 1995. An upgraded and expanded version of the game was ported to the PlayStation in December of '96. Then the PlayStation version was renamed Soul Blade when it was released in North uh, North America, Europe, and Australia. So even Australia got it. 
but like in the development, it was developed as an experiment by Namco to explore the possibilities of weapon-based fighting games. It was also the first motion capture-based video game created by using passive optical system markers. Which I believe are the little dots, yes. correct? Yeah. Uh, I know what that is. <laughs> so like, yeah, it is... It was not... Not that it wasn't going to be a game they were going to release, but it was literally a trial of can we... We know fighting games can be made. We know punchy-punchy fighting games can be made. Can we make a game with swords or other weapons work? Yeah, because at this point, not only had Tekken been released, Tekken 2 came out this very same year, mm-hmm. 1995. From Namco. Yeah. Nam- Namco was kind of busy this year. <laughs> Which was... Which not... Because not only did Tekken 5 come out, but I believe the same month, as Soul Edge, Time Crisis also dropped in the arcades. Good they were Lord. dropping. They were dropping arcade. They were dropping arcade games left and right. Like uh, crazy. Look, the late '90s arcades were still big. Yeah, uh, at least I believe it was the same year. Uh, but this would be both a commercial and a critical success, and would then be followed up by Soul Calibur in 1998. And you would think, oh, we made a PlayStation game, so the next one obviously came out on PlayStation, right? Wrong. It came out on the Dreamcast. Exclusively. 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 So then you would say, okay, well then the next one obviously would have come out on the Dreamcast. Wrong. Soul Calibur 2 came out on the GameCube, Xbox, and PlayStation 2. So we have three systems. Wow. So Soul Calibur 3 obviously came out on those systems, right? Wrong. PlayStation 2 only. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, What? Why? Why? Well, Soul Calibur 3 also was never ported. That's the funny thing about it. Like, you would think... Especially as later on, that'd be one, you know, 4 was on 360 and PS3, 5 was on... It was 360 and PS3. PS3 and 6 was on 4, uh, Xbox One, and uh, Steam, I believe. I, I don't think it ever got a Switch port yet. Um, I don't think it has. I don't think I it has. could be wrong. But, yeah, all these have been like, they, they, they eventually found kind of the consoles they want to sit on, but... All of these early ones were like, what if we just jumped around? It's amazing this franchise had fan bases because <laughs> you didn't know if your next game was going to come out on, uh, on the system console, you had. Yeah. What yeah. is this, Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but I figured you'd make it. And it's, it's kind of cool because this series is kind of known for pushing these systems to their extreme. Mm-hmm. Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast looks amazing. It does look really good. And even though this is obviously a PS1 game, for a PS1 game, Soul Edge looks really good. Uh, while it, Mason was playing, Mason made the comment, uh, at least with movement, that it moved better and elements looked better than Yu Yu Hawkusho Dark Tournament on the PS2. Uh, yeah, which uh, I, I remember that, it was a, that that was a PS2 game, and it shocked me that they were able to... Mess it up as much as they did, but uh, I and I do I think part of it may have to do with the fact that it was developed for arcades first. Yes, I I think the same with Tekken as well, because Tekken looked great on the PS, uh, the PlayStation One, both Tekken One and Two. They haven't aged amazingly like this one, but like at the time, Tekken Two was amazing looking. Mm-hmm. I loved that game. Tek- Tekken Two is good. I mean, Tekken 3 is obviously the biggest one of the mm-hmm. franchise, but I... Because that's, that's the first one to hit... Was that the first one? No, 4 was the first one on the PS2. Yeah, 4 was the first one on PS2. Yeah, so 3, yeah. 3 three's really good. I do like 3 a lot. I need to play 3. I've but, played literally every other Tekken, but I haven't gotten around to 3. 
I played one through four, and then I played Tekken Bowling. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, and not I played Tekken the... 7, Tekken Bowling. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's all. I have legitimately not played Tekken 7. I've only played the yeah, bowling. Yeah, this, this fighting game doesn't have a bowling section. It's the worst fighting game ever. This yeah, is true. Yeah, it's, it's true. All right, podcast. There is, there is all, all games now are judged by Tekken 7 at that point. Is either you have bowling and you're good, or you don't have bowling and you're bad. <laughs> and at that point, it is, Wii, it is Wii Sports and Tekken 7 are the greatest games of all time. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't see any complaint here. Why are we even podcasting? We know the greatest games of all time. Oh, also, GTA 4. I forgot. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Um, uh, monkey Ball. Monkey Bowling. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, Spider-Man on the GameCube. Oh, great game. Criminal Bowling. Uh, anyways, anyway. we were talking about... <laughs> bowling, yes. Soul, uh, soul Edge. Soul Edge. Soul Edge in Japan, Soul Blade in America. Soul Blade, sorry, my bad. Soul Blade's a bad name. Soul Blade's a bad name, so I'm gonna keep calling it it's Soul, Soul Edge. Soul Edge is better just because it makes sense in the franchise, also just... I mean, call me a filthy weeb, but Soul Edge not only is a better name, but like Sean said, it makes sense for the franchise, because the two blades are Soul Edge and Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. And Soul Calibur apparently just caught on more, so that's why that one's the one that continued on. Fighting games have a lot of like crazy stories as they go along, and they, you know they, oh, they yeah. get crazier and crazier and crazier. But one thing that has always been cool about the Soul Calibur franchise is they always try to bring something in to counteract what they did the last game in story mm-hmm. mode. You know, in, in Soul Edge, Soul Edge is this evil sword, so they make Soul Calibur and they bring a good sword. Okay, the good sword is not good enough. The Soul Edge is more powerful, so they counteract with more people being able to wield both swords in two. They had some weird time travel stuff in three and four. And with a character f- that like doesn't die, and then Zosmel in four doesn't yeah, die. Zosmel, that's right. Because his indie is like hundreds of years in the future, and he's yeah, still watching dude, over the, the dude with like the clock gimmick and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then five, we don't talk about five. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about five. And then six is kind of a reboot. Six is kind of a reboot, yeah. Uh, and it went back more of the controls to two's control style. Yeah. It's kind of a mix between two and four. Yeah, which I. I know we're talking about Soul Edge, but I really like Six. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. Well, part of why when I uh, brought this game in and, and this was the idea of it was to kind of talk about the whole franchise a bit. I don't know how many other Soul Calibur games we'll play on the podcast. That's right. Uh, and I thought this would be a fun one to just talk about. But also knowing that a lot of the franchise would be discussed because Soul Calibur 2 is legitimately one of my all-time favorite games. It's probably the fighting game I've poured the most hours into. My brother and I used to play... Just epic long matches in Soul Calibur 2, uh, where you could each pick eight characters and you go through and we play that for hours and hours. Like, I played that game nonstop when it came out on the GameCube. I will also say it's it's kind of funny going back to this one after yes. the rest of the franchise. Because of the rest of the franchise, it does manage to distinguish itself from Namco's other fighting game franchise, Tekken. Because in Tekken, the movement, while kind of stiff... Uh, you can still get around pretty easily. In Soul Calibur, it's much more fluid. Yeah. Like, in Soul Calibur, you actually take steps around you. It's like mm-hmm. sword fighting. Mm-hmm. This game is Tekken. Like, this game is literally just Tekken. And I know it's kind of meant to be because it's just a tech demo, but this game is literally just Tekken with swords. Yep. And it is, yeah. It's part, part of that is, you know, if, you, if I was fighting you hand-to-hand, I'm maybe not trying to get around you as much. I'm more just trying to punchy-punch. Uh, whereas sword fighting, there is more... Parrying, movement, dodging, getting around of... Uh, Dodge roll! <laughs> uh, uh, basically, moves. yeah. A little bit. But yeah. So Mason, this is the 
First time you've picked up a Soul game. Uh, well, it's it. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever actually played one. It's not the first one that I interacted with, though. Um, I think it was it four that had the Star Wars characters. Yes, yes. four that had the. Because yeah, characters. my some of the um, the guys that I went to daycare with had uh, four Soul Calibur four and would bring that. I feel so old. <laughs> uh, that was um, that was a a a pretty interesting time for. Um, Small child me, watching uh, Soul, Cal- Soul Calibur Four. It was, it was an interesting time. <laughs> but uh, I had the 360 Soul Calibur Four, so played a lot of Yoda. See, yeah, I had the PS3, so I played a lot of Vader. Which, yeah, Vader and Yoda were exclusive, but Star Killer was on both. Star Killer was in both, yeah. Because that was when the Force Unleashed came out, so they were like, "Oh, we gotta push this oh, guy." Oh yeah, yeah so they pushed Star Killer heavily in that. Which. Now, I do love that basically the Soul Calibur universe is like, yeah, we're t- attached to every fighting universe out there. Basically, because at this point, they have Star Wars in there. Because uh, Link was in two? Link was in two. Link, Hayachi, and Spawn were in two. That uh, right. The PSP one had Kratos. Yeah, five had Ezio on mm-hmm. the Torre de Frenze. And then six has a bunch of people. Yeah, six has 2B from Nier Autonoma. Oh. Uh, whose DLC in-game was Geralt the Witcher. Mm-hmm. And also Hamaru. Well, no, Hamaru from Samurai Shodown was also DLC. Yep. My bad. Interesting. So, yeah, they, they've added characters. And they've said if you, if you wield a sword, uh, you're, going to, uh, you're going to be able to fight. Sometimes and I know the, the original idea for Soul Calibur 2... On the PlayStation 2 was Cloud Strife was supposed to be the character. Ooh. Yeah. Which Licensing and stuff did not go through, so they ended up going with somebody in their own franchise line, Heihachi. Yeah, it's Heihachi. Which is, makes Heihachi, I believe, the only Soul Calibur character who doesn't have a weapon. I believe so. Damn. Because he's like, nah, fuck that pussy shit. <laughs> I have punch. my fists. Ah, punchy punch. Which, to be fair, is very in character for Heihachi. Yes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But they, they would make a franchise of, of guest stars. This game would have new characters from different franchises. I, I don't want to say that the fighting game that started bringing in characters from different franchises into yours, but they're definitely one of the fighting genre you know, games that made it prevalent. You know, We wouldn't have all the guest stars in Mortal Kombat or in... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, different Street things. Street Fighters. Com- Mortal Kombat's the big one. Yeah, Mortal, Mortal Kombat's the big one now. Yeah. Once they once they had the DC license, they were like, "What if we always are bringing in everything that could possibly be in DC?" And then every '80s action character. And then and they the kind of, they, and then they did, they would do the opposite uh, with uh, Injustice because uh, Scorpion was in it. Yep, Scorpion was in the first one, and Sub Zero and Raiden were in Injustice too. That's right, they were. Yeah, and they were all in Mortal Kombat vs. DC. Anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but as a fighting game, the game is a fairly simple fighting game. You know, you have your basic stuff. Uh, you have your throws. You have you you have your heavy com- heavy hit, light hit, kick. You know, yeah. Which and it's the combos very, are pretty simple. Very typical for a uh, sword fighting game. Mm-hmm. To be honest, this makes me think of a three D version of Samurai Showdown a lot too. Yeah, but. To be fair, there actually is a 3D version of Samurai Showdown. I'm not going to play it anytime soon because that's exclusively for the Neo Geo CD. Yes. One day I will have all the Neo Geos. I have none right now, but one day I will have them all. The cartridges are literally the size of your laptop. Where are you going to store them? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's most interesting to me about Soul Edge is that 
it's a PS1 fighting game that doesn't suck. Because mm-hmm. the, P- the PS1 is notoriously not the greatest uh, with, with the fighters. With it the has, talking about it has, it has Masters of Terror's Cossack. Uh, yes, it has bad. Tekken, the greatest fighting game. In the 3D vein, it has Tekken, it has Soul, Soul Blade. And that's, and that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it for good ones. I mean, there's a couple of okay 2D fighters. A couple of them. Well, um, I mean, like, there's a, there's an, an I know there's a Japanese exclusive arena Dragon Ball game that's pretty good, but yeah. Uh, but in terms of it also has, uh, look, it had Dragon Ball GT Final Boots. So checkmate. <laughs> I mean, in, in terms of fighting games, the PlayStation. I mean, it had great 2D games because it had Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. It had. I believe a couple Marvel vs. Capcom games were also for and the even PlayStation. Like like um, uh, X Men Mutant Academy was on the PlayStation, yeah, and, and that, that, that but that controls solid. like a two D. So yeah. it controls and same with pretty. the Jurassic Park fighting game controls like a two D fighter. I haven't played. Uh, it. I forgot about oh, that. Game's that. Fun. Look, I want to buy. The, it's expensive as fuck, but I want to buy that game because it's a fighting game where you exclusively play as dinosaurs. Yes, yeah, Raptor. Raptor was best. Yes, exactly. Raptor was best. <laughs> and and a game I think we're gonna play in the future, uh, Gundam Assault. That's right. It's also yes. on the PlayStation. So. Oh, that's right. So there were good the, fighters, but, but yes. But, uh, thre- okay, 3D fighters. So let me adjust my statement. It's not particularly good at 3D fighters. Look, 3D fighters honestly struggled for a long time. 3D fighters still kind of Majority of 3D fighters are bad. 3D fighters in general still kind of struggle because, again, the only two big ones are Tekken and Soul Calibur. So credit to Namco... They stuck. They struck gold, and they kept going for a while. Mm-hmm. But they did. They're still going now. Yeah. And uh, Tekken Eight's going to happen. I assume Soul Calibur Seven's going to happen. I, I I'm honestly a little surprised we haven't heard anything about Soul Calibur Seven. So, uh, seven yeah. because Tekken have Seven really and Soul not, Calibur Six weren't that far apart. Have we really not heard anything about? Wow. Well, Tekken Eight. I mean, we just heard about. Well, it. I, mean, so, I mean, I mean about Soul Calibur. Yeah, Soul Calibur Seven. Like, we haven't heard anything. I'm, just, I'm a little surprised they haven't like announced or moved forward on anything because it has been a while. But I know that they ported uh, Six over to Steam because it wasn't necessarily liked. Soul Calibur Six was kind of okay sales at the beginning. It kind of found an audience afterwards, so maybe that's kind of why. I mean, Namco might also be focusing on Tekken Seven. That's a possibility as well. It is the highest selling non Smash fighting game. Yep, it sold like. 10 million copies. Huge. It's, it is fucking huge. And they, they kept working on it, and it it had a little bit of a competitive scene. Notice that we keep tangenting off a lot this episode, and a lot of that is because Soul Edge, it's a great foundation. Yes. Like, the idea of a swords and sorcery fighting game is a great foundation. And it became a great series. It became the Soul Calibur series. Mm-hmm. But this game, there's not. A there's lot. not a lot. The story modes are kind of, they're there. They're they they're interesting, but they're not anything amazing. And, and because of the limitations of the technology, they were trying to push above and beyond. The scenes are shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, like I said, I only beat arcade mode with Rock. By the way, fuck Rock. I I, I don't, don't I don't like Rock. I don't remember if he's in Soul Calibur, but then I don't think he comes back till four. Yeah, I just I don't. I'm not a big fan of the heavier characters, so why'd you pick Rock? He looks like heavier... Because he looks like a caveman, all right? And I thought that was cool. So maybe I'm just stupid. But yeah, uh, I played his story mode, and I think the ending cutscene was literally like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's literally him God. looking at Soul Edge, like, I must do this. He grabs it and then vanishes. 
Wow. It had uh, nine characters in the original game. Uh, Cervantes de Leon was the villain. Uh, and then you had the other nine warriors chasing after him as he had Soul Edge. You had Huang, Li Long, Mitsudugi, Rock, Songmina, Siegfried, Sofitia, Taki, and Volda. And it's hilarious how they pronounce Sofitia in the game. Uh, the English dub was not great, and it was Sofahiti. Yes. Sofahita. Sofahitas. I love my Sofahitas. It was the first time he said it, I was like, what? Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, you can tell it was 90s English dubs, which aren't good in general, but it's also like, oh my god. So, after uh, Soul Edge, Rock appears in Soul in the first Soul Calibur, skips to, shows up in 3, and is also in 4. Okay, he was in 3. I could never remember if he was in 3 or not, because I, I played 3, but also it was not one that sticks in my mind as much, because it, while owning it, it was kind of a little bit behind playing it, but that makes sense. He He's kind of a basic character, and... <clears throat> When they introduce Astaroth anyway, Astaroth kind of <coughs> takes kind, over. kind of takes over. It takes over a lot of the same movesets. Interesting. Yeah, because they're both very much the axe characters. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. Astaroth is just cooler. Uh, Rock just kind of is a professional wrestler with a axe. Uh, Astaroth, <laughs> yeah, Astaroth is uh, a large bald man with an axe who is trying to plunge you into the depths of hell. Even other axe users got mm-hmm. cooler because that is part of my problem. Again, I know it's the first game; it can't go totally insane. But I'm looking through it and I'm like, "Where's Lizard Man? Yeah, <laughs> where I miss Lizard Man?" Or I forgot that like Cassandra didn't get introduced till later. Sophia's right. sister, because Sophia is uh, unlockable in two. You right. have to you have to beat part of the game. Cassandra's who you start with. I think you actually get both of them in later games, mm-hmm. which is kind of. They're kind of redundant. Yeah, redundant. That's the They're way. a little bit different, but they do have very similar... I mean, not in common fighting games, characters would be similar. I, I mean, uh, yeah. You I, know, obviously not, from Sung Mina, in this game, they would create Killick, who has a very similar moving okay. m- uh, moveset and would be broken in four. Uh, to the point <laughs> that you pick, kill, uh, kill, pick Killick and win. Okay, you're Killick, you win. <laughs> yeah, pretty because much. Because the thing about Sung Mina and then Killick in the games is they have really long reach. Killick is just a staff. Yeah, they have whereas, really, really long reach. But Killick in four. So in, in two, it's a little more balanced. Killick is not is kind of like medium strength. So his, his attacks don't do as much, but he has long reach. In four, he is literally the most powerful attack and has the longest reach. Jeez. So he's he's the fuck off I win. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you can keep people at, 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 at point blank and uh, a win. Uh, four Jeez. also introduced the, like, get a... get. A, the soul, like, what do they call it? The soul something, and if you get it and you push three buttons, you win. I think it's called, it like, auto wins. I think it's called, like, soul rage or soul Yeah, but it was just, like it did that. a cool thing, and you auto win. So I, but a lot of that, to get the soul uh, gauge to grow was, like, blocking. So your character could just block a bunch. Which, it kind and of... Then, and then win. Which it kind of, it's hilarious looking at Soul Calibur 4, because, yeah, Killick's the most broken character. I mean, in the Xbox 360 version, you have Yoda, who's, su- who's super short, so he can dodge a lot of mm-hmm. the attacks. But in the PS3 version, you have Darth Vader, Destroyer of Worlds, Crusher of Souls, the most badass of the Lord of all time, getting his ass kicked by some dude with a stick. Yep. And it's like, that <laughs> so The games have never been known for being super balanced, yeah. but, like, 4 is where it got out of hand. Uh, <laughs> this game is all... You know, there's a couple characters that are a little that are better than others, but it's it's pretty balanced overall. Cervantes, Siegfried, and Lee 
Lee Long, the, yeah, Lee Long Lee with Long. his uh, with yeah. his uh, nunchucks. Those three Chuck. were the, those three were the kind that I'm like, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I stuck with Siegfried the entire time. Yeah, I know you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do is I find a character that I'm good with and I stick with. You them. don't find a character you're good with. You find a character that breaks the goddamn game. <laughs> I okay, yeah, that's that. You know, I yeah, I mean. Why, why else would I pick a different character? I played Sungmina. That's why. That's why I pick like Steve in uh, in, uh, in the Tekken, Tekken games. Yeah. I beat the game. I beat arcade mode twice while playing this through here, and I beat it with Sungmina, and I beat it with Sophitia. Uh, I meant to play with Siegfried, but I honestly I just didn't get around. I and I played. I played just individual matches with all the characters. Um, I think a character I was surprised that went all the way back to Soul Blade was Voldo. Yeah, because like he is a character I knew that he's been two, three, four, and all those things, and I knew I'm pretty sure he's in Caliber. Well, he knows he's in Caliber because he's in this. But I was like, I was surprised he went all the way back here because he just never seems like his stories really much. So interesting that a guy that has such little kind of on the story was like all the way back to the beginning. Uh, well, Voldo, Voldo is just kind of stuck around because he's unique. I don't want to say the joke character, but he's the one that everyone looks and is like, what the fuck is that? So His main move in Soul Calibur 2 is called Rat Cheese. That's when he goes to the ground and he's like, cha, 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 cha. He and also, my cousin would spam it and he also, he'd go backwards and he'd do backwards Rat Cheese. He'd do the, what rat, the, he'd do what? the backwards shit. Like, I hated Good. I hated Voldo in Soul Calibur 4 because he creeped me the fuck out. That he was is, the he's first a very Soul creepy He is very creepy. That was, that was uh, the first Soul Calibur game I played was 4. And he creeped me the fuck out in that game. Especially when he's, like, doing the backwards crawl like that one bitch from The Exorcist. And I'm playing as, again, Darth Vader because I bought the game exclusively yeah. for him. And I'm like, stay back! Stay back! Uh, a character that's great in 2 but also does this connection for uh, Tekken was that Yoshimitsu became a character in both games. Yes. Uh, oh, really? Yoshimitsu yeah. was a character in both games. and uh, Because... Slight differentiation, but yeah, he would be a mainstay from that point on. Yeah, Yoshi, Yoshimitsu is a character in both games because the character in uh, Soul Calibur is the ancestor of the character in Tekken. Or the character in Tekken is a descendant of the character in Soul Calibur, which I it's a really cool way It's a really it. cool way to include it, and I really appreciate them doing that because I like Yoshimitsu in Tekken and I really like him in the Soul Calibur games which makes sense he makes more I mean I do like him in Tekken but he makes more sense in uh, Soul Calibur because uh, he has a fucking sword whereas in so it makes sense for him to be in Soul Calibur whereas in Tekken he just kind of punches with it yeah <laughs> and he doesn't I, even like Use I it mean, as he, a sword. I mean, he uses it like his mm -hmm. grabs, like he'll push you to the ground and stab you. But otherwise, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna punch you. Uh, you have a sword. Why don't you use that? No, I'm just gonna punch you. Yoshimitsu <laughs> wasn't my main in Tekken Four, but he was like second or third player on it. I loved him in Tekken. So playing him also in Soul Calibur, it was really fun to play in both games. And, I, and I like that. I like. I like because Namco made both of them. I like when they're okay with crossing things. The Heiachi in uh, Soul Calibur 2. That's is cool. I would have liked Cloud a little more, but that's okay. Hey, uh, it is cool that games are crossing at different points. Yeah, well, Danco doesn't really care what their franchise is crossing mm -hmm. over. I mean, like, they obviously don't have them crossing over all the time. Mm -hmm. We don't have Soul Calibur cross Tekken coming out every six every like six months or whatever but I mean like hell they put uh, they put fucking bad box art Mega Man into Street Fighter Cross Tekken they, they there's 
I'm scared. Yeah. They're, they're, they, they're, what, they're unstoppable at this point. Yeah, they're dead. <laughs> uh, I, I love Bad Box Art Mega Man. I, I, he's great. He's, I love him. He's great. We, we'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> because the story behind Bad Box Art Mega Man uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken is sad and funny, just like the character. Damn. Uh, but but yeah. This is a very oh oh just just I'm, 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 did you know that Soul Edge when it was ported to the PlayStation in Japan when you bought it it came with a limited edition Namco joystick controller. Oh, that's what. Funny. And as someone who wants all the controllers, I now want it. Also, I guess in the PlayStation version, the final boss Soul Edge is unlockable. Um, that makes sense. I didn't bother. Because mm-hmm. the character just looks like kind of repainted Cervantes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Usually the final boss is kind of just a repaint of it, of characters. They're either a repaint or they're cheap and broken as hell. Mm-hmm. Shao Kahn. <laughs> what does yeah. the, what is the, uh, the controller look like? I don't know. It just said that it came with it. So uh, the American Soul Blade version, clothes were added to Sophia in the opening cutscene where she would have been nude. Um, what? Oh, in- come on. What? <laughs> You and gotta be kidding me! We got robbed. Lee Long's nunchucks Contact actually are made more to the three sections uh, for the uh, European version. So they didn't this want nunchucks. The, this is the worst game we've played. So, we at least got the nunchucks uh, in uh, Europe. They couldn't get nunchucks. That was bad. Yeah, because because nunchucks are usually banned in Europe for some reason. Like in yeah. the Ninja Turtles, they straight yeah, up that's right. They gave Michelangelo a grappling hook. And they could, they, there's like something like they, that you can't use the word ninja mm-hmm. in like certain things, so they renamed yeah. them Hero Turtles. So. Which was. Yeah. That was, was a thing. The. We don't have a lot to say about the developer because it's, it's Namco. It, it's, it's Namco. It's Namco. It, it's a big developer. They did Tekken. Like. <laughs> I was going to say, Namco, they did Tekken, they got Pac Man. You know who Namco is. So there's not yeah. a lot there. So I'm just going to talk a little bit here about the reception of the game. Like, you ever you ever stepped into an arcade? You know you who know Namco. Namco. Uh, By the way, uh, I did find the you... Soul Edge uh, controller. Is it cool? No, oh. it's it's just the box is cooler than the. the oh box yeah, the box is cooler. Is cooler. Than the, the box is honestly. quite a bit cooler. So it's an arcade. Oh, it's, it's an arcade, an arcade stick. stick. Yeah, That's the box cool. is quite a bit cooler than the arcade stick, honestly. So the arcade game, which obviously was released in '96. Was the second most successful arcade game of that month when it came out. Uh, Soul Edge was the 20th highest grossing arcade in Japan in 96. The arcade game was more successful in the United States where it became one of the top five highest grossing arcade conversion kits of 96. Despite this, it was not able to achieve the same level of success as Namco's popular Tekken series. According to Next Generation Magazine, Soul Edge enjoyed less success. Less success. Whoa. That was a good poster there. How do you how do you enjoy less success? Less <laughs> success than it deserved in arcades. Uh, Next Generation reviewed the arcade version of Soul Edge, uh, Radiant four stars out of five, and stated that there is still slight control delay, but character movement is still fluid and seamless, and trailing slashes of light in the wake of weapon movements as gorgeous as ever. Then the PlayStation game received very positive reviews. Uh, it has a 91% on game rankings. It's an 89 out of 100 on Metacritic. Uh, and IGN basically said it was extremely fun and there's enough elements to make it worth playing it at home. Uh, GameSpot called it a great fighting game with a few flaws. 
And uh, Next Generation praised it for filling in the blanks with great gameplay, superb characters, unique graphics, and combines them into one solid package. What blanks? Uh, just some stuff probably left from the probably arcade. Probably still from the arcade. Uh, okay. Like graphical fidelity. Graphical... Good graphics, better graphics. <laughs> and Electronic and... Gaming Monthly applauded the full motion video for the PlayStation port, saying it is the best intro uh, of the year. And GamePro said, bow down to the new king of fighters and the first gotta play it game of the year. So it had a lot of people absolutely loving it. Uh, and then Soul Calibur was exclusive for the Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. I mean, I guess licensing, I guess, but yeah, Tekken I, was a PlayStation I, game, so it's very weird. Namco just doing things. Uh, but Namco, I, I guess Namco had a big success with Tekken, so they were like, uh, do whatever with Soul Calibur. It also might even be simple of their Japanese company. It was expected Dreamcast was going to be the big Japanese system, not the PlayStation. Yeah. And then, and then DVD players changed everything. Yep. Uh, oh but yeah, PlayStation walked away as the winner of, the, of that generation. And so like, legitimately, this game was actually uh, was listed at one point at, on I can't find which magazine listed this. Oh, PSN uh, and Electric Gaming Monthly listed it as the sixth most deserving PS One classic to, that should be remade. For that, this would have been for the PS Three in two thousand eleven, is what they said. Huh. Uh, so. Okay. This game has a lot of nostalgia, and a lot of people loved it, and it got a lot of good reviews. Hence, why it became a franchise. I mean, I can I can, I can see that, but you know, like like you just said, it became a franchise. There were better games that yes. came after it. But all uh, that that at the time they wouldn't know it was going to be the franchise, That's and fair. also you know remaking the original Soul Edge means that it would have been like stepping into you say at the time would have been I guess Soul Calibur Four graphics. Oh yeah, if you did that yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be kind of fun. If they remade it, would they bring in a guest character? <laughs> it would have to be from the nineties. It has to be from the nineties. Ha- at that point, it'd either be if they get a license, it'd be a, it'd be. Oh god, no! Mortal Kombat would have that. Oh yeah, no, they right. bring they, in the yeah, Ninja Turtles like Injustice Two. There's <laughs> <laughs> got there's got to be a nineties franchise that hasn't been. Um... Oh, what about the killer from I Know What You Did Last Summer? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know why. That I was mean, the which there are horror villains in the Mortal Kombat because get Ghostface and Soul and Soul it was, Fre- it was Freddy in Mortal Kombat Nine, Jason, Leatherface, yeah. Predator, and Alien in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. X. and then in Ten, they were like, "Let's do action movie characters," which I love. Yes, but but I I know we don't necessarily have a ton to say about this specific this, game. This has been a very. I was going to say it'll be all it, but it's a lot shorter than it'll be a lot of but like. There's a lot to be said about this game and the reception of that it it's showed how good fighting games, especially at that time when you had arcade in this, would create a fan base that were interested in it, and that's where the span the franchises were spawned. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean this game did its job because mm-hmm. Namco has gone out and said I think Sean brought it up earlier it was a tech demo it was a tech demo to see if you could make a fighting game with weapons you did and to be honest. This was this came out after two Battle Arena Toshinden games, and it blew both of them out of the water mm-hmm. quickly. So, and, and said, yeah, as Mason has pointed out, it would make better games afterwards, <coughs> uh, but definitely its legacy is going to be existing for a long time. Yeah, uh, especially going on because 
it kind of holds in its own place because Soul Calibur would just be titled Soul Calibur before all of them would have the sequels. This is the only Soul Edge or Soul Blade. Yeah. It's the only yeah. game in it. Technically, then the franchise starts with Soul Calibur, so kind of it is its own thing at the same time while being the beginning of it. I, so I it's more Mason, like a prequel. I think Mason brought it up. It's very Demon Souls to the Dark Souls. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was going to say Mason brought that up. I did say that. <coughs> I meant to say that here, and I completely forgot about it. But So I'm stealing your thunder. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, uh, on this podcast, we like to ask two major questions of every game that we play. The first one is, how does this game hold up? I mean, aside from the fact that we've tangented a lot, the game holds up really well. Yeah, it does. Like, it, it's got I mean, it's got its '90s arcade fighting game flaws. Yeah, like I mean, vi- the, visually, I don't think it is. It, it's some it's necks great. are sticking off of bodies. Yeah, but that's that's for the '90s and for what it is. I, it holds up fine. The the thing important about it is yeah graphically there's some things that don't look great on it but it never affects the gameplay the graphics don't affect the gameplay in any way yeah gameplay wise it's held yeah, up it's, which is, is really important it's not like uh, another PS one fighting game Bio Freaks that is so ugly you actually can't see what the hell is going on or you know something as simple as uh, Dragon Ball GT Final Boot where the graphics legitimately make that game hard in parts. It's a hard, dumb game in general, but the graphics do it no favors. Uh, what do you mean? You just gotta pick Kid Goku and you win. Because <laughs> no one can fucking hit you. So who wins Kid Goku first? Oh god, they both have sticks. Kid, Kid Go- Goku against Killick. <laughs> Kid Goku and Yoda. Yeah, Kid Goku and Yoda. There would be no winner. It'd be a stalemate. Uh, but yeah, it, it holds up, I think. The fighting mechanics are all still pretty good. They would have to balance some of the, like, damage done by there, because there are some characters that just, it's like three hits, and you're like, oh, I have no health left. Again, Siegfried... Cervantes. Siegfried Cervantes, and he doesn't have three hits, and you're done. It has one button press, and there's three hits off of it, is Lee yeah, Long. Yeah, Lee Long. So, like, uh, that, those are some things that they would have to tweak a bit as the franchise goes on. Even though they... Never did fix Lee Long because Maxie's also still pretty yeah, broken. Maxie comes in, but the thing about Maxie is, if you're good with him, he's he's broken. But also, Maxie is not an easy character to get good with. So they made him really good, but he's a complicated character. That's fair. Later which in the is, game, because he has no he has no range, which is fitting for nunchuck users. Mm-hmm. So like everyone else ha- can you you can counter Maxie by giving a little bit of keeping back a little yeah. bit. And don't get me wrong, I love Maxie, mm-hmm. but he also once you figure out how to know him. You break the game. Yeah, <laughs> especially in two. If you're good at Soul Calibur games, you can break the game. Yeah, yeah. you can break them with basically any character. But uh, Mitsurugi, mm-hmm. even even though he's kind of the most basic bitch character, he's the Ryu mm-hmm. kind of of the franchise. But you can break the game with him because he just has all these attacks. His his special spend. moves are just incredibly big damage. I will also say something I actually think this game kind of does better than uh, the Soul Calibur series in general. I like the weapon degradation. Yeah. I like Mm -hmm. that the more you block, the more... I mean, it's kind of a pain in the ass. And I prefer how Samurai Showdown does it, where you can lose your weapon, but you can pick it back up. Mm -hmm. But I like that if you lose your weapon, you're not just screwed. You can still punch. You're obviously weaker... But you can't still punch. I actually really like that. They wouldn't yeah. until I think it's four when because the clothing was additional on that you could knock people's clothes off. The more yeah. damage. It's hilarious watching someone's pants just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you technically anything that's armor, 
can break. Can break. So you can put pants on, and it can be sweatpants, basically, but it's still classified as armor. Yeah. So it can just shatter like glass. Dead or alive developers, take notes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but yeah. Assuming there's going to be a DOA 7. I mean, I'd play it, but... I I mean, would. No, no, no. I want... Okay. Thomas Tangent's on fighting games again. Uh, what? In this episode, no. Uh, I really want DOA 7, but DOA 6 bombed. Uh, so, well, that's only be, it's because they only released it in Japan, didn't they? No, DOA 6 was worldwide. Yeah. Oh, no, it, just, just, it was Extreme 3 that they didn't release. Yeah, the Dead or, Dead or Alive 6 just kind of made a bunch of weird decisions. Like, they tried to make it more gritty and realistic, mm-hmm. which, okay, but we're playing Dead or Alive. <laughs> right. Dead or like, Alive is a joke. That's the fun part about it. Yeah, Dead or Alive is a funny series. Like, it can still be a fun-ass fighting game, but it's a funny series, you're trying to make it gritty and realistic, and also not only taking away the sex appeal, which, whether you like it or not, is a big part of the series' identity, and also charging for these sex appeal outfits that normally just come in the game, that is a fucking issue. It was it was a problem yeah. for yeah. the franchise. Anyway, but... Thomas Tangent's on Dead or Alive, uh, over. You know, <laughs> so this part... is, so I think we've answered that yes, this has aged well. Part, part of me picking this game was to... Uh, let us have a true, true fighting game in here that isn't based on anything because all of our fighting games have been based on something. That's fair. So it was good to have some of that. Uh, but yeah, our second major question that we ask of each game is would this game deserve a reimagining or a remake in a modern setting? So here's the thing. Mason's always got a thing. No. All right, there's the thing. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I, I feel like Okay. Like maybe like a re um, I guess a remaster would be fine, but like we've are but we're already how many uh into Technical Soul Calibur at this moment at this time? This. Yeah, if you count the seven. We yeah, I think we're I think we're far enough past the far enough past this game that it it would be like remaking the first Metal Gear Solid now. Like with all the Metal Gear Solid games See, that we had. I but Dis- I, <laughs> I disagree with that because yeah. there would be merit to remaking the first Metal Gear Solid. The Twin Snakes exists, for example, and that mm-hmm. is a remake of the first Metal Gear Solid. That's right. The problem with remaking Soul Edge would be how much do you add until it is no longer a remake? Yeah. Like, because with Soul Edge, there's a very limited character roster, there's a very limited stage selection, mm-hmm. including one that looks like the you don't equip weapons. Are. Yeah, you don't equip weapons, there's no breakable armor, there's no customization. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you're just kind of re-releasing that for novelty. Yeah, are you remaking it, are you remaking it, or are you just taking the story and rebooting it? Which they kind of done in 6 a bit. Yeah, they kind of so did 6. So, my answer is probably not a remake. Uh, you know, maybe this would be classified as a reimagining, but I would love if they would just release a set that was just kind of Soul Edge, Soul Calibur, and Soul Calibur 2. You could throw three on there as well if you wanted, since that was also on PS2. But those first three games, all together in a package, they could be HD updated, you know, a little bit, things like, like that. that. But the, like you know, that. that I think would be great because I think these games are really, really good. They're really fun, but so, they don't need they don't need a full scale remake. They don't need a full scale reimagining. But if a, re, a repackaging would be nice. So here's my idea, and it's kind of a weird one, admittedly. I say bring back Soul Edge, but not the game. Bring back the name. Okay. Because mm. Soul Calibur and Soul Edge being coexisting series, for me, 
since I'm a nerd for the story, that's a cool idea because mm-hmm. they're the coexisting swords. So I say bring back Soul Edge, but not as a fighting game. Bring it back as sort of a spinoff franchise. Okay. Like either a Dynasty Warriors clone or maybe a real-time, sh- not a real-time strategy, a uh, tactical RPG game. Something like that. Or an action-adventure. It'll be just like Nina Williams. <sighs> Why must you make everything cry? <laughs> I mean, they, they, could just, they could just come out with a, with a, a Soul Edge 2. I mean, yeah, but also, like, that's that's the idea I had. Just bring back Soul Edge, but kind of make it a... Take the story, but do it in a different franchise, yeah, no, like it. a different uh, genre. Yeah, and make it kind of a co a cooperative series with Soul Calibur. Like, Soul Calibur's the main fighting game series, but Soul Edge is taking those characters and putting them into a different genre. I, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that idea. Soul Edge racing. I'm always I down, because fighting <laughs> games really do have really cool stories, they just kind of always get lost at times in, in it because you have, especially when you are telling the story through arcade modes, you're playing through as different characters. The stories in can end very differently. Yeah. Like I'm a nerd for these things, mm-hmm. so I can tell you the details about Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, King of Fighters story. Not a lot of other people are going to give a shit. Like I read the comics and everything, but also I want that story told in video game form. That's not Nina Williams up by degrees. So. There's a lot of cool things we in can do. In fairness to Nina Williams, it's a bad game. I'm not going to say anything about, other about that. But I like the idea of trying to pull it into it, and I like the idea of trying to make it an action game because that character would fit. It's a bad action game, though. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. I ain't going to defend that shit. That's fair. <laughs> Good ideas, no execution, bad game. Yeah. Basically, spinoffs of fighting games can work. Just, you know, try. Most of the time, <laughs> they don't. That's yeah. unfortunate. A lot of that, yeah, they don't. But. AKA Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks is like the only one that's worked. I mean, you could, you could definitely do a kind of strategy-based game where all the characters are involved and you're creating your teams and building and fighting. Yeah. That is absolutely something that could be done in a easy RPG element, and it could have branching paths easily depending on what your team level, which team yeah. is on it. So, oh, we forgot to bring up the actual single-player mode of Soul Edge, the storybook mode. Yeah, it's called. It's kind of just there. Yeah, the Soul Master mode. The Soul Master mode. It's basically like you pick a character. Edge Master, sorry. Edge Master, yes. You pick a character. You read a bit of a storybook. Mm -hmm. You fight. You equip a weapon. You read a bit of a story mode. You fight. You pick a Mm -hmm. weapon. That kind of thing. It was done better in other games. Yeah, I mean, and Soul Calibur has never been known for their one-player mode, honestly, because two is a weird. You have to do a lot of reading, yeah, so much it's, reading. It's like a three, yeah, it's like a, there's so many weird things to get to the fights. So, but yeah, there is a there is absolutely another mode that has kind of this more of the story, but you also get a lot of the story in the arcade mode as well. Yeah, which I think is because the the Edge Master was added to the PlayStation. It was not in the arcade. That's mode. yeah, that's what I was going to bring mm-hmm. up. I forgot to bring it up earlier, but. That is Soul Cal or not Soul Cal wrong game there. That is Soul Blade. <laughs> that is wrong game. Wrong game o'clock. Uh, but no, that is Soul Blade. What do you guys think? If you uh, like the game, love the game, hate the game, want to kick Thomas's ass as Rock, well, you can tell us these things by writing an email to bleep. You playing at gmail.com. Let me know the time and the place, and I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to read uh, any comments 
or whatever in email on one of these podcast episodes eventually. Uh, so you can send that email there. Also, you can, if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, you can type some words, give us a nice five-star review. Uh, listening on Spotify, give us a nice little follow. Uh, I think you can follow us on Stitcher. I'm not sure, but we had a boost on Stitcher recently. So if you're on Stitcher, click on that. Any of the other things, let us know what you're thinking. This will be not the last episode of this week, so stay tuned. Something else is coming, and we'll see you next time. Get good, you slut.